Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Carb Load Podcast. I am riding solo tonight. Uh, Kayla is visiting the great state of Indiana. Uh, she's gone this weekend, so I'm a lonesome cowboy and uh, holding the fort down for her. And I uh, figured I'd jump on here and give you guys uh, a little bit of a um, encouragement uh, as we face just a lot of um, uncertainty and uh, just tumultuous times in our country. Um, and it's a, it's definitely a crazy time to be alive, but, uh, I don't know about you guys that every time I see something like this, it kind of gets me fired up for, um, just the good news that we, we carry. Um, and that, uh, as we all know is, uh, that Jesus Christ is going to come back and, and save us from, uh, all of this craziness and and that's what we look forward to um, I hope you guys are doing well um, I hope that uh, you are getting into a, a good rhythm of life and a good schedule and I hope that uh, your life uh, is a reflection of your values and and we always uh, keep in mind what we what we value um, and I hope that comes first Anyway, um, I'd like to just dig in a little bit uh, to what my opinion is on the current events, uh, the current state of our country. Um, a lot of my friends and family have asked me uh, for my opinion, not that I have uh, the right answers or um, even think to have the right answers, but uh, I just believe that um, there's a foundation of beliefs that I carry, um, and that many of you carry and, uh, we can proclaim in this time, uh, regardless of what's going on. And so, uh, I just wanted to respond to, uh, maybe the requests and, uh, just the various questions that I've had, um, just about what's going on right now. So, uh, the first thing I wanted to, uh, jump into, um, is the idea of justice and what we're seeing right now in our country is a push for social justice, um, social equality, equality for um, man, no matter skin color, uh, no matter um, socioeconomic status, things like that. Uh, there's a a been it's been brought to our attention obviously that um there's there's some justice issues in our country and um I wanted to respond to them uh how I see uh we could best respond to the situation um I think that um what is going on right now um in regards to um black lives matter and the idea that um, this movement should be at the forefront of our minds, I don't necessarily think it's right. And some of you might uh, question that right off the bat, but I want you to hear me out in this. I think that humans right now are looking for justice. 
We're looking for forgiveness. We're looking for peace. We're looking for um, just right-mindedness in our culture regarding this topic of Black Lives Matter. And what I have to say about that is there's one source of justice, of peace, of grace, of mercy, of forgiveness. See, the problem I have with this conversation and this ongoing thing that we're talking about um, is that we're looking for the forgiveness of a deep-rooted issue in culture. We're looking to each other for forgiveness. We're looking to uh, a movement for forgiveness. We're looking to laws. We're looking to change in order to see forgiveness of this deep-seated issue. Do I believe that racism is real? Yes. Do I believe that Our country has racist in it. Yes, I do. But do I believe that policy and procedure and laws and uh, movements are going to change that? No, I do not. See, I believe that there's one person and one thing that can change the heart of a man or woman and, and bring total forgiveness to the heart of a man or woman. And that thing is Jesus Christ. That person is Jesus Christ. And the thing that he offers is forgiveness for our own sins, which then, when that happens, we can take that to other people and extend forgiveness to them. And so this idea that we're looking around um, for forgiveness in each other uh, unless Jesus is at the base of it, it's not going to work. And that's why uh, this this movement um, that's happening right now is frightening to me because there's so many people who are looking for the answer on this earth. Um, and I just think that that is foolish of us. And I think that we serve a God who is so big that... In the end of all of this, there will be justice and there will be grace and there will be peace and there will be equality and there will be forgiveness of everything. And I wanted to share uh, a verse that I um, just kind of explains um, what I'm what I'm talking about right now, and uh, it's just the idea that. Um, the God we serve is just, he is, um, he's going to provide justice for this situation. Um, but before I share it, uh, I want to take a little break. Okay, I am back. Um, The verse I wanted to share, uh, it comes out of the book of Psalms and Psalms and uh, chapter 37, verse 28. It says, for the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. 
but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. So this idea of justice, I talked about how Jesus provides this through um, our relationship with him, and God provides this for us. Um, And not only does he provide it, he loves justice. That word love is a strong word in that situation because you think about when we talk about this idea of, of social justice, we, we say we believe in it and we say, oh yeah, I want, I want social justice, but do we love it? I think the, the power of that concept of the Lord loves justice, uh, is something that, man, that's something that I want to hang my hat on. And that's something that, uh, I just believe that God is good and and he's faithful to be just and we don't have to be. And so I think some of you might be asking like practically speaking uh what do you think we just we we let we leave it all up to God and we we continue to act the way we are. Obviously there's a, there's some situations that that needed to be um ex- exploited and and they were um, and obviously, there are some areas of improvement that need to happen. Um, we are accountable for our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Um, and so I stand before you guys and say that uh, I'm the first one to say that, man, we all could do better. Um, but I think that the first piece of doing better is looking up instead of looking around. Um, that concept of looking around for the answer is going to fail us until the end of time. And I don't want to encourage that on anyone. And I don't want that to be uh, at the forefront of our minds because that's not going to help us. Um, so practically speaking, uh, obviously the, the, the basis of what is happening right now is, is revolving around police brutality. Um, and this idea that, Um, people of color are mistreated by police, uh, which statistically the, the numbers don't add up to that. Um, the social media and the media adds up to that. Um, the exposure of situations that are, uh, riveting and polarizing add up to the mistreatment of colored people by the police. I am Mexican. Uh, I am Hispanic American. I, my dad's side of the family comes from Mexico. Um, and I understand the pressure and the idea of being, uh, of non-white race in, in the United States. Um, have I ever been mistreated because of my skin color? I have no idea. I don't pay attention to it. Um, that sounds ignorant on my part, but I think that uh, part of um, our culture right now that that is exposing these issues is that we're easily offended, um, and and we can go biblical there too. Uh, I don't think that when you love other people as yourself, you're easily offended by them. I think you're you're willing to take some blows, and I think you're willing to work with people. Um, and so, yeah, I I probably have experience racism in my life, but, uh, for me to hold that against somebody 
who has a genuine heart issue is hanging on to something that's going to affect me probably more than it's going to affect the other person until that person um, comes to grip with uh, their own conscious and, and has that conversation between him or her and God. So um, this idea of the police being at the core of this is frustrating to me because we have some of the world's greatest law enforcement officers in our country right now. I believe that these people, and not all of them, there's bad seeds, obviously, but I believe that majority of these people serving in law enforcement have given their lives because they felt called to it. And I studied criminal justice in college. I entered a police process um, right after and turned down a job because I knew that personally I wasn't ready to take on that responsibility. Because as I progressed further and further through that progress or process, I experienced the pressure of, man, I'm going to have the power to take somebody's life if need be. I'm going to have the power to make these life or death situations and I'm going to have to live at peace with that. And I wasn't ready for that. And it, and it made me realize that this is truly a calling for people. And it's truly, um, something that people I believe are, um, brought to, um, and born with this, this heart desire to serve their community. So here's what my take is on that. I had a conversation with my wife this morning. I believe that the training that police officers get right now is not enough. Military tier one operators, so the people who are special warfare fighting on the front lines, going on these, you know, special operation missions, typically train for years before they are deployed on these missions. They'll train for 12 to 18 months before they go on a six-month mission. That is a long time to hone your craft and learn to make decisions under stress, learn to uh, be in stressful situations and have to make the right decision. Most police academies right now Let me look this up so I know how long without making an assumption. But I know that it's significantly uh, shorter than, you know, a tier one special operations officer. And even those guys don't make the right decisions all the time. But I believe that more training is needed. So 16 weeks, four months of training as a police officer in the city of Denver. So we expect a citizen turned police officer based on application process to jump into a police academy and in four months be prepared to be put in a situation where they are approached with somebody who 
is threatening them, is under the influence, is a criminal? Are they ready after four months to make a decision that could potentially affect both of their lives for the rest of their life? See, I just believe that uh, what we're doing with police officers right now is great. We're putting them through some serious training in four months. But I believe that uh, in order to solve a lot of these um, foolish decisions that these police officers are making, I think that we need to extend training. I mean, I think that uh, if we make a police process an entire year of training, immediately we're going to weed out the people that do not want to be a police officer for the service of their community. And so I, I think that even that as a baseline is going to give us a lot better police officers on the streets. Um, is that going to solve all of, uh, you know, these issues that we're having? Probably not. But do I believe that uh, this is going to provide just a better platform for, for these people to learn on? Yes. So that's my take on, on that. Um, let's take a little break. based in fear of the future, fear of a virus, fear of the unknown. Um, and I have a problem with that. Uh, there's There's been countless times already where either I'm in a situation or I've talked to somebody who's who's been in these situations where there's there's been pressure put on them because they're not wearing a mask and they can visibly see that the other person is disturbed by it um, and and fearful. And that it, it almost is just sad in my mind um, and in my heart. I just feel bad that um, people feel that way. Uh, I think we as a culture are so eager to listen to the experts when... We forget that these experts are also human and are also probably experiencing the same emotions that most of us are. And uh, the reality is, and, and a lot of people don't like this opinion, but humans are unreliable. I mean, we, when it comes to decisions that are, impacting futures of many people we need help um and so i wanted to read a couple passages a couple scriptures again um and hopefully bring this all together um second timothy 3 verse 1 through 9 but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, 
proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, which means we can't agree on anything, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as, I don't know how to say their names, opposed Moses, so these men also opposed truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. So, I read that. So I thought somebody was knocking on my door. Sorry. Um, I read that, and man, every single thing that I read there is true right now. Lovers of money, lovers of self, proud, arrogant, slanderous, unappeasable, uh, not loving good, without self-control, brutal, treacherous, reckless. All these things are, are true right now. And the part that struck me is always learning and never able to arrive at the knowledge of the truth. And so with this virus, we're always learning. You've heard that. We're learning about the virus. We're learning more about it. But we haven't arrived at a truth. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And here we are making up these things. Wear a mask. Stay six feet apart. If you're feeling sick, isolate yourself. And it's damaging our culture. It's damaging people. It's damaging people's health. And so I personally want to push back against that because I believe that um, there is truth. I believe that there is foundationally a truth and that truth stands in the word of God and what God uh, is, who God is. And so the verse that comes to mind um, for me in this is out of the same um, book, Second Timothy 1, uh, verses six through seven for this reason i remind you to fan into flame the gift of god which is in you through the laying on of hands for god gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self-control man power love self-control wouldn't we all just love to have that right now power love self-control so much of what we're seeing right now is out of control, uh, not loving, 
not inspiring. Um, I personally have just been camping on that verse through all this, and I believe that uh, it's given me a spirit of power and love and sound mind, um, and I'm eternally grateful. I'm thankful that God grants that to his people. Um, so that's my thought on a mask. I think that we are feeling a pressure that is not okay. I think that it's okay if you're, if you're willing to stand up and don't want to wear a mask. Sure. There are people who are at risk. Maybe you should wear a mask, but to think that we're somehow controlling our existence through a mask, through separation, um, I think we've lost sight. We've we've bowed down to a worldly answer as opposed to bowing down, down to uh, the God of the universe and trusting his plan. Man, those are some deep thoughts. Let's take a break. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. So these first two things, walk in love and be wise with your time. Walk in wisdom, walk in love, walk in wisdom. And the third one, Colossians 1.10 says, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So walk in love, walk in wisdom, and walk as worthy. Walk as you are worthy of your calling, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work. I hope that's encouraging to you guys. Man, that's that's a strive for me. I mess up every day. Uh, I'm uh, just as much of a sinner as anyone else. Um, but I just, I find so much hope in walking with the Lord um, and walking in a manner that's pleasing to him and bearing fruit in that. And in this time of uncertainty, in this time of um, division, in this time of looking around for answers, man, I hope that we look up I hope that we look up to the one source, the one just God, the one grace God, graceful God, the one powerful God who can change any heart, who can change any situation, who can help you through in any situation. I hope that we look to him and nowhere else. It's been real spending time with you folks. I hope that you guys have a joyful night peaceful night. Um, you guys are awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Adios.